Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Public Access America. My name is Jason. Now, we're here to discuss a difficult topic, or perhaps a topic with a stigma attached. Or maybe it isn't a difficult topic. There is no stigma, and there's only a lack of understanding. And where does that come from? Atheism, secular humanism, and secular parenting was something that just wasn't on my radar. It was not something I knew existed. We are so divided in America. Religion is just one of those things. And I didn't know how to address it. So I asked my friend Lexi and my friend Devin to sit down with me and begin the discussion. I love this. And I want you to love it as much as I do. They're two great people, and I'm excited about the conversation as well as future conversations and the playlist that I hope to build for better understanding on SoundCloud at Public Access America. Now, 70.6% of you, you relate as Christians. And we can go on down the list and say 0.7% of us, we relate as Hindus. We can say that Jewish people make up 0. 9% of America. In all of this, I can say that atheists make up 3.1% of America, agnostics 4.0% of America, nothing in particular 15.3% of America, and don't know 0.6% of America. So there is a, there's an understanding in America that we don't understand, and we want to know more. Now, I asked Devin to come in and sit with Lexi and I to discuss this. Devin is currently the Assistant State Director for the American Atheists in Tallahassee, and she serves as the Vice President of the Humanists of Tallahassee. So I don't know if there was anybody better to begin this discussion. Lexi is my friend. She just had a new baby. And in the better understanding and the big mind that she is and has, she wants to know everything, every aspect on how to raise her child in the best ways possible. One of those ways is secular parenting. And we will get to that in future episodes. But first, I thought we needed to discuss overall atheism and the pushback to it and why atheists feel so militant sometimes, as well as why religious affiliations also feel so militant so we're going to start this episode i enjoy you and i hope you enjoy this thank you for listening to public access america everyone. what starts here changes the world well i've got to admit i kind of like it what starts here changes the world we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams the average american will meet 10 thousand people in their lifetime i was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language i did not speak don't think but if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people and another 10 we did not know each other and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us every politician who is taking donations from the nra i believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors i believed them children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're gonna figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and fighting our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. 
but their children were saved and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. And may God bless us. It kind of feels like that way, then they're missing part of the original conversation. Everybody, welcome. <laughs> welcome to a great episode from Public Access America. I'm really excited about this today because it is a major gray area that I didn't even know was like a situation in the world, but apparently, apparently it is. So I'm here with Devin and I'm here with Lexi, and I'm so excited to talk about this. We're gonna we're gonna touch on Lexi wanted to. She, I, she reached out. I asked her to pick a topic. She picked a topic. And this is not the topic that Lexi picked, to be clear. But this seems to be the overall umbrella on which it's under. And I hope in the coming episodes on this podcast and maybe on um, the Denton County Collective, we're going we're gonna to address atheism and secular humanism, secular parenting. And we're going to get to know about it because I'm really interested. I didn't realize that that it was such a struggle to be an atheist. I thought it was just natural. And so I'm kind of amazed that that it isn't. So I I want to start with Devin and just say um what is what is your religious background? Is that a good way to say that? Sure. Um so yeah, I was raised evangelical uh Christian. Uh, my parents are actually part-time missionaries, although I think they've kind of backed off from that. Um, so I was raised in that uh, non-denominational type of um, church. I was going to become a medical missionary when I graduated college and went to med school. And um, that never happened, obviously. But um, as far as... I guess you want to know how I deconverted, or you just want the background? No, I just kind of want to give a... I think ninety percent of America or more is religious. So I just want to start with a, a relatable topic. If they're religious and they know you were, then they can start the journey like where you did. Gotcha. So evangel okay. in evangelical, I've I've heard the word, and you're you're attaching it with the word Christian, which I've heard, but. So do you have rock bands in your in your churches and all that stuff? Is that what evangelical is? No. Is there a major difference between that? Not, I don't know if there's like necessarily a difference between that. Um, I just think evangelical for me, I'm sure there's a, absolutely a definition. I don't care about the definition. <laughs> yeah, right. I understand. To be honest, um, I always associate it with kind of like a, a fundamental uh, – like a hardcore the the bible is the true word of god um i also associate it with conservative politics generally um mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily for, for the way i use it it's not necessarily a, a definition for like a certain denomination <laughs> it's more of a it's more of a group like uh, my, the church i was raised in was a non-denominational christian church church of christ um, okay which is big midwest um so that's the actual church I was from, but as a whole, it's just a—I don't know—it just kind of fits in with the uh, the religious right that you that you hear about so much today. Right, you—it's the basic Christian that wants to convert you into into being a God-fearing person. How about you, Lexi? I mean, can you just touch on a little bit of your religious background, just so people can understand where you're coming from? Um, essentially, I grew up Pentecostal, um, probably until I was about 12 or 13, um, you know, completely by the book, couldn't cut our hair, had to, women who had to wear skirts, um, you know, women were submissive to men, that kind of thing, um, and then we converted to more of a non-denominational Christian uh, background. Okay, and so Pentecostal isn't, isn't, uh, isn't just a basic Christian? No, Pentecostalism is is pretty hardcore. <laughs> it's it's pretty um, intense. And I also I'm Hispanic, and so I grew up in a Hispanic church, um, which kind of emphasizes all of the uh, 
I like to say gossip <laughs> of stuff that comes with church, you know, everybody mm-hmm. talks about each other, you don't do the right thing, or you don't look the right way, um, actually, kind of a side topic, my grandmother is in mourning due to the loss of her husband from COVID, mm-hmm. um, and she was very Pentecostal, and she constantly asks if she should be wearing black all the time, you know, to show that she is in mourning, sure. you know, even though we don't prescribe to that, she still, you know, has those beliefs ingrained in her. Right. These seem like these... I always think barrel rolls and um, holy rollers when it comes to Pentecostals. <laughs> Very much yeah. so. <laughs> I see evangelists and Pentecostals as two of the most, more extreme versions of religion. And I have to say that I, my mom messed with me. She told me that, that I was baptized, but then she told me I was Jewish. And then she told me when, <laughs> when I was 13 that I wasn't Jewish and that I had to figure it out for myself. And I just got lazy and didn't feel like it. So, <laughs> she was I, trying I, to confuse you. She, yeah, she played those long, long games of making fun of me. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> she was a wonderful mom. But she left. I, I believe she was her, her grandfather or my grandfather was Jewish and my grandmother was Christian science. So I think my mom was Christian science. She just didn't like doctors or church. So, <laughs> oh my God. So, I'm, religion to me is a confusing topic in and of itself. But so I didn't understand why it was so important to define yourself as an atheist, why you just couldn't go around saying, I don't, God isn't real. I just believe in facts and logic. But then, the more I talk to Lexi about and other friends about the push, the pushback that you get from being an atheist, I was just so taken back that that people that are religious insist on pushing it onto you. And I, 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 I now I get it. I want to ask Lexi, how did you, how did you even discover atheism? Did you go through a process to get there? Um. Yeah. So. In my church, or in Pentecostalism in general, you are dedicated to God at birth. You are not baptized. Baptism is a choice you make about 15, 16. Um, And in the church that I was attending, it was non-denominational, but it was a little bit more by the book, I guess you could say. Um, And so in my church, we had to uh, say a whole speech in front of the, you know, a whole congregation and use Bible verses to back up our speech, why we thought we were ready to be baptized, what it meant to us, things like that. Um, so it was in that research of the Bible that I I really, I noticed all of the crazy stuff that was in it. I guess I had never read it honestly or, you know, with a more adult mind. And sure. it freaked me out. I, was, <laughs> I couldn't believe that there was, you know, all of this, slavery and infanticide and just this crazy crazy stuff and I was like well wait I I don't agree with that I think that's morally wrong how how can I worship a god that condones this type of stuff um and so then I started doing my own research online and um you know then I stumbled across the word atheist I've never I had never even heard the word before I didn't even know it was a thing Um, You know, because everybody in my community and my friends, everyone around me was religious. Um, So it was completely new to me. And I became really fascinated in the idea. And, um, you know, just through watching different shows online, doing my own research, I came to the conclusion that I don't want to be a part of this. And I can, you know, be converted to atheism. That's so interesting. How about you, Devin? How did you find atheism? I don't... (laughs) I guess it was a, it seems like it was very sudden, but I'm get like thinking back on it. It's probably something I've been edging towards like my whole life. Um, okay. Cause I always, I've always been wondered like, why are we doing it this way? What, what's the deal with this? And, but you know, you're, you're supposed to believe. And so you do. And so when I went to college, I, I went through my agnostic phase, which mm. I think most, most people do. And then I got married and had kids and I, it's like when you have kids, for some reason, some people just really want to go back to church. It's like, I was raised in religion. My kids should be rela- raised religiously. And so I started going back um, when they were born and up until a couple of years ago. And I, I don't know. It just, it just, I think for me, it's, it has a, <laughs> I have a really weird obsession type thing. Um, 
I, I got this in grad school, like to kind of escape the horrors of grad school. I would become obsessive about like certain things, like for instance, Finnish military history. Completely mm. fascinating. They fought three <laughs> wars all at once. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and then, like another thing was like fundamental Mormonism. I think the Mormon religion is fascinating because like we've it's a it's new. It's a relatively speaking. Sure. We have this that we have the we have like the documentation of it, and it's something we can actually study in more or less not necessarily real time, but in fairly recent history. And so I became like really obsessed with it. And so a couple of years ago, um, I was like, I I think I'd listened to all the podcasts I possibly could, and like I need to find something else. And so I started looking listening to this podcast called My Book of Mormon, where this guy just reads the Book of Mormon, hmm. and. And so I was, I was listening to it, and I'm like, this is the craziest ass shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is insane. And, and like, it just kind of like a, like a bubble. Was like, like, I just had an epiphany right there. I'm like, this is absolutely no different than the Bible. There's no difference whatsoever. And for me, like, I deconverted within, for me, there was like no existential dread or guilt or anything like that beyond maybe a week. Like it was a really quick process for me. I just kind of deconverted right there and then. And that happened like four years ago, maybe. Wow. So. This is kind of a side topic, but I'm just very curious, Devin. Did you ever struggle with um, a fear of hell or anything after deconverting? Constantly. Um, after I deconverted, I think like I had I had like a week or a couple weeks of like existential dread. Like I just the whole the whole hell thing. I'll I'll never see family whenever I die. Like you mm -hmm. always. You always think you're going to go see your family when you're dead and you'll all be reunited in heaven and that was like kind of something that really hurt um right. and like people have hope about that uh to make up for like what you missed on earth you can make up for in heaven so um so yeah but hell was extremely scary and you're raised at least in i'm sure you were too lexi mm -hmm. raised it, it's it's the thing to avoid you you don't want to go there it's gonna it's torture and I remember I like go, going back like thinking back every single night when I would you know lie down and go to sleep up until my deconversion I would I would think to myself if I died today if I died at this very second would I be going to hell or would I be going to heaven and 99% of the time it was always like I'm a terrible person I'm gonna burn in hell and that just and that just really uh, am I allowed to swear? I just I, I know I've been swearing already. So. Shit, yeah, of course. <laughs> but that can but that can really fuck with your mind. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's just it's it's something that really messes with you, and I I don't wish it on anyone. I agree, and I identify with that so so much. Um, I'm actually a new mother. I have um, he's almost six months old now. Oh. Um, and I've been, you know, my family is still religious and I've been pondering the idea of, you know, do I raise my child religious or not? Um, you know, more fighting with my family about it. <laughs> but the biggest problem I have with it is that we teach children, very young children about hell. When I was maybe three or four, um, you know, I learned the concept of God is constantly watching you and you have to behave and, you know, do, you know, God's will and God's work. Um, you know, even as a young child, they taught me to proselytize. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, that I would never want to put that on my child, you know? Um, and we were also talking about the pushback from religious people. That's mm -hmm. something I've seen a lot is a lot of people look down on me because I don't want to really raise my child in a religious way. And I think that that's kind of funny considering all the trauma and the, the crap that I went through as a kid or growing up, you know, with the fear of hell and the God's always watching you. And like you said, you went to bed every night fearing if you were going to go to hell. I went through the exact same thing, yeah. especially going through puberty and growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that you can do wrong in the eyes of God. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything mm -hmm. is wrong in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, it, 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 it's funny looking back, like, why would I want to, why did I think that I wanted to raise my kids like this? And luckily, they don't remember that much, <laughs> that much. Like we didn't, they didn't get indoctrinated. Um, but I mean, my son still refers to a crucifix as a Jesus stick, so that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> we still use that, but yeah, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, especially my own kids. So right, I, yeah. I totally relate and agree with that. 
from what I've heard, kids don't, they don't have the ability to take things as a metaphor. They take everything quite literally. So if you say God, God is in the sky watching down on you, they think that's a real person really doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> that's what they're, they, and it, it does, it takes a really long time for them to figure out that that's not really the case. And by that point, it's kind of too late. Like I still, I still think that he's a real guy in the clouds sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. And so, Lexi, you were saying that you get judgment from your family and the people that were in that community. Do they do they say that you've been saved, so you're saved? Do they do things like that? Say, even if you're an atheist, you've already been saved or anything like that? Um, no, I think that's more of um, like a Catholic idea. I might be wrong on that, so don't quote me. But okay. I think that's more of a Catholic idea. Like I said, I was never baptized because um, that was a choice in my religion. I was dedicated to God as a baby, which doesn't right. hold the same I gotcha. value. So no, if, I mean, you and me have talked privately that my dad still thinks I'm going to hell, you know, right. <laughs> that he's right. going to wave down on me from heaven and hell. Yeah, I was trying to get to the point of family. What's the family judgment life without having you put on the spot? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I'm sure Devin will be able to relate. It's met with a smile. It's sort of that bless your heart mentality. <laughs> yep. um, you know, they'll tell me that that um, I won't be able to raise him to be a moral, upstanding citizen um, because I'm not raising him through the church or that I'm, you know, going to create a bad person because I'm not teaching him the right way, if that makes sense. Um, and which is why I really got into secular parenting and, um, you know, more statistics on like corporal punishment and things like that. Cause I wanted to know what was the best way for me to raise my kid. Um, and I really, really do not feel that doing that through religion is a good idea. While that being said, I do plan on teaching him what religion is. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to teach him about Greek mythology and Islam and Christianity and, you know, pretty much everything, I mean, within reason for the age, you know, you can't just throw it all at him at four, <laughs> but, you know, I want to, I want to teach him, this is what some people believe, it's not what I believe, but, you know, um, I think his name is Dale McGowan, he is Genevex, one of Genevex, what's the word, um, co-workers or colleagues <laughs> um, they both work for the ACA um, and uh, he he says very smartly that you can change your mind a million times on That's your right. religious beliefs and as a parent I'm going to love my child no matter what they decide if they want to be Wiccan they can be Wiccan if they want to be Islamic they can they can do whatever they want <laughs> I agree I agree and I, I think that people they, they should take those journeys they should learn about things but they just they shouldn't be pushed and forced into believing that it is scripture, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that these things might be metaphors and you can choose the things that you feel in your heart, but you don't have to, to memorize the words to, to feel being a good person. Does your, does your family support your decision, Devin? No, no. <laughs> we, we don't talk about it because that's how we uh, deal with issues in our uh-huh. family. So, um, luckily, there's a big geographic difference, uh, distance between my family and my immediate fam- my my parents and some of my siblings and myself. But um, we do, so we've never talked about it. They know that I'm an atheist because I put stuff on social media and they've mm. you know heard it through the grapevine or whatever. Um, but we have had a lot of issues um, in a way with how they've treated my kids. Um, actually, not how they've done it, but my nephews who are being raised as I was. Um, last year when we were <laughs> when we were up there for a wedding, they my nephews are talking to my son, and they're all the same age. They're like really, really close normally, and mm-hmm. they were they're all playing, and they go, Hey, do you do you believe in God? And my son's like, I don't know. I think the go- the Egyptian god Ra is pretty cool. Right? <laughs> something just to like totally deflect and like move on to something else because he knew it was coming. Ra, well, that's amazing. Have you ever been Have you ever been burnt by a match? And he's like, Yeah, I've been I've been burnt. Before. He's like, Well, imagine that five hundred times worse. 
that's what hell feels like. And if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to go oh, to hell. No. And my son was just like, holy shit. Mm. <laughs> he, um, he held it in until he saw me like later that day and he just lost it. And that's, um, that's how we ended that type of conversation. So yeah. we, don't, we don't talk about it that much and it's just easier that way. But um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so hard to edit kids. So it's so crazy you're... that you say that because I was that kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was the one proselytizing and saying that kind of. Stuff. I was. Too, I was too. So it, it it hurts thinking back to like how I used to act. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be the the aunt that someday I'm gonna. My one sister and I joke around that someday we're gonna we're gonna get a. Uh, someone's going to ring our doorbell at like 2 a.m. and it's going to be our nephews like trying to escape. It's like, you were right all along. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, I love them, but I can't, it hurts to see how they're being indoctrinated. I think the thing is, well, I'd like to know what, what atheism is, but I'd like to say that I think it's just using reason to figure life out. Would you, would you, can you elaborate on what atheism is to you? I mean, how are you using it in your life? How can our listeners use it in their, the way I see it, you could use atheist methods in your daily life, whether you are atheist, agnostic, non-religious, or any of the belows, you know? Just from a definition, like from a, like the definition of it, atheism just means lack of belief in God. You just don't yep. believe there's a God. I don't like the um, negative though. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the absence <laughs> of something. It's like, yeah, it's the rejection of the claim there is a God. Yeah. Or okay, that you believe in a God. And I like that. And that's and that's pretty much where atheism ends. And like how you go through life is something else. So I'm a humanist. So I believe that you know humanity is supreme that we don't need a, a secular humanism specifically so we don't need like a higher power to um, survive and that um, we should do what's best for our fellow man etc cetera, etc cetera. and so that's how that's how I live my life through a humanistic worldview but as an atheist so um, I mean you can be a humanist to not be an atheist there's, mm -hmm. there's a difference I guess but um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a big debate, like not a debate, but people love to talk about like the the philo philosophy behind this and like the all the definitions, and that just doesn't interest me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. No, I want to know how you use it in your life. You know how it how it makes sense. I think once you have to live according to a definition, then you're no you're no longer just living your life your way. You know. Yes. Exactly. So yeah, I just I just try to do what's best for my family, my fellow man, um, and try to do more good than bad. Yes, so, leave this it. world a better place than what I walked in when I came in, too. So sounds like everything I thought religion was actually supposed to be. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but actually isn't. <laughs> right. Well, piggyback piggybacking off of Devin, I identify as an agnostic atheist, and then I you know, and a secular humanist as well. Um, the only difference between agnosticism and atheism is that agnosticism is a claim to knowledge, whereas atheism is a claim to belief. Mm -hmm. um, so in layman's terms, that just means that I don't believe there's a God, but I don't know for sure. I'm not asserting that I know there are no gods. Mm -hmm. But you want to know. You want to find out all the information and decide for yourself. Well, yes, but unfortunately, the claim there's no God, that there is a God, is it's unfalsifiable. So there's literally no way that we'll ever be able to tell. Um, you know, I mean, I do want to get, I want to know as many true things and as few false things as possible, but, you know, within the realm of reality. Okay. I like humanism. I like that. Just be nice to humans. Yeah, I think humanism in, it, in a nutshell is just the well-being of humans, other humans, other people, um, hmm. you know. That's, that's at least how I view it or how I would tell other people what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is eight years of research. <laughs> but you've researched every every book and religious book out there. So, you know, that's why you fascinate me. You've read them all. 
I just think that's amazing. <laughs> and Devin here, she just knows everything already. No, I don't. I mean, just just a, we had a conversation in five minutes, and she she just would she proved she was so much smarter than me. I was like, I like this. <laughs> But I don't want to get into your. Let's not get too far. No, we're not going to get into that business work and stuff like that. But you, so you, let's see, you are in a. uh, I had the note here, but then I switched the note and now everything. (laughs) You are the assistant state director, right, at the uh, American Atheists in Tallahassee. And so I wanted to promote that because you, you said, not that one, the next one is just starting up. How long has that been around? atheists yeah sure or just uh oh god your group. the 60s i guess seven, um or the humanist tallahassee is that well that's the one you're starting yeah so um so american atheists has been around since since nom um <laughs> madeline murray o'hara started way back in the day the 60s or something like that it's been i think okay. this is the 50th year um, but as far as I, I work with the Humanists of Tallahassee, and it's a it's a group that's about a year old. I think we had our we actually had our first event a year ago yesterday, maybe. Congratulations! Um, oh, thanks. It's been <laughs> fun. Um, feel like we were just getting started, getting stuff done, and then the pandemic hit. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a little slow going, but yeah, we're trying to we're trying to make this is a better place here down here in the big bend area yeah. of florida yeah so. so you get your you get your picket signs and you go and beat up christians <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> that does pose a good question though what exactly does your organization do so we we've adopted the american atheist um paradigm it's called aces but i've I've made it into a FACES, so it stands for, um, we have components of family, activism, community service, education, and social activities. So we try to encompass everything. Um, what we've done so far is we've been kind of adopting secular charities around town. So we've worked with, a, it's called Going Places Street Outreach. It's the only um, LGBTQ accepting uh, homeless shelter for for youth and teens in hmm. the Big Bend area, um, so it's a, it's an amazing organization. We worked with them. We kind of had a, a food drive for them, and a clothing drive as well. Um, we started working with the um, International Rescue Committee as well, which is the only secular um, uh, State Department approved um, refugee agency in the U.S. Wow. So everything else is. Uh, affiliated with some sort of church, but they're the only secular one. So what they do is they bring in refugees from, I think in this case, it's Sudan, um, and kind of bring them into the Tallahassee area, get them housing, get them jobs, um, uh, get the kids into schools, um, and just kind of get them into, get them assimilated into American life. And so we were, we we're in the process of doing a men's business a business casual um, clothing drive because a lot of the men that come in they're they're much smaller than American men and so a lot of the clothes that are given tend to be like larges extra large shirts and these guys are so much smaller mm-hmm. so they need just business casual um, outfits like you know polo shirts khakis so they can go into the job into the jobs that they have and be presentable so we're we're in the process of doing that, and then COVID hit, so it's gonna on hold. <laughs> but that is really so amazing. This service. This aspect, as far as like the activism, we just recently put out a, a candidate survey. Um, so we sent all the candidates within the region um, a survey that asks them uh, questions about like church, how they feel about church-state separation. So do mm. you believe in um, abstinence-only sex ed uh, or comprehensive sex ed? Uh, prayers in schools, do you, do you agree or disagree that the Pledge of Allegiance should be mandatory, um, invo- how they feel about invocations and, you know, city council meetings, so, and so on and so, so yeah. forth. So it's, it was a pretty um, extensive questionnaire. Uh, we got it from the, actually the Iowa, Eastern Iowa Atheists. They, they, put, they usually put one out, so I kind of stole it and made it our own. So, <laughs> so we sent that out, and we're, 
and we're we're putting the as the canvas like dancer we we're just putting their their um responses on our website so it's been it's been really interesting i've been loving it is. reading responses because if you ask them if they could separate church or state that's a question that they know that you they know the answer you want but mm -hmm. if all these other questions culminate into a way that they can't actually lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's also nice to get them like in, I, we're, we don't edit the answers whatsoever. We just put them up as is. And so mm. it's like, we get their, how they feel about, are you going to support your LGBTQ positive or plus uh, constituents? And right. um, how do you feel about bodily autonomy and things like that, which, you know, leads itself to abortion. So mm it's been it's been an it's been an interesting ride i'm gonna i'm gonna say that I've, i'm really excited about what we're seeing so yeah hopefully it's informative to the community as a whole okay and are you finding that people running for office generally can separate the two <laughs> um, for the most part yeah I, mm. some people have answered probably a little more uh, liberally like more a little more in a progressive way than what i would expect them to oh, and that's great. good and I'm I'm happy with that, but there's there's been maybe one that's been problematic. <laughs> okay. I gotcha. I'm not gonna ask for names. See it on our website. It's 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 uh it's amazing. It's, okay. It's amazing. But I mean, you don't tally up you don't tally up the scores and give them a, no. a rating of seventy two nope. or ninety four. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, we're so. I wish. No, <laughs> we're a five hundred one c three organization, so we can't we can't endorse or. No, of course. Getting the of info course out. Not. Just getting the info out and people okay. can take it from there. Yeah, Lexi and I were part of a charity that did the same thing. We could talk all the shit we wanted to, but we couldn't actually endorse anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes it, it hurts to do that sometimes, but yeah. it is what it is. That's all right. It's there. That rule's there for a reason. <laughs> right. I was talking to Sierra about the uh, Florida Action Podcast. We're about to interview a lot of those candidates that took your survey and I yeah. just we're, we're gonna find out what they're like as people you know just get to know them and I told her mm -hmm. that you just give them enough rope to hang themselves and let's watch and see if they do it <laughs> <laughs> it would like it would be really great to push on some of those questions because a lot of them I, I I feel like I would so it's we rate the answers as like agree strongly agree agree neutral disagree strongly disagree mm -hmm. and there were a lot of people that answered just like neutral or just like agree or disagree on questions that i feel should be a very strong they should have a very strong opinion on mm -hmm. and right. i mean go go and go and check out if they if they've answered that the survey i would check it out before you talk to them because you can really push back at them i will do that where is that website let's do that it's um it's on our website. It's humanisttlh.com, and um, there's a candidate survey, and you can find that in the menu. Well, I'll find it. Right Trust me. I'm yeah. good at research for some reason. <laughs> Put yourself down a rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah. So you're both atheist, agnostic, mm -hmm. atheist, atheist, yeah. and you're not you're not hurting people. You're not you're not wearing devil horns. You're not we don't on eat fire. Babies. Yeah, you don't eat babies, you know. <laughs> Just <them. laughs> Especially the little chubby ones. They're so cute. Oh, adorable. <laughs> no. Okay. I, just, I, I feel like I'm a better person now than I was back in my church days. So. Oh, I agree. I'm so much, like, so much less judgmental than other people. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I can still be a judgy mm -hmm. bitch, I'm not, <laughs> um, but I'm so much more open and uh, reasonable, I guess, and it's just. Well, I don't know about <laughs> you, but like I said, my whole family grew up, you know, Pentecostal in the whole community. <laughs> we would literally sit, people watch, and like try to judge who's going to go to hell and who's not. <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody. That's so funny. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, Pentecostalism, if a woman wears pants or if you have tattoos, like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. How dare you? 
touching my pearls. Mm. You 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 had said that you couldn't even cut your hair in that church, right? Exactly. I didn't cut my hair until I was twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, do you? Within the night. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you do, you: do you think about that when you consider the length of your hair now? Like, uh oh, am I slipping? Am I backsliding? I was, <laughs> was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Um, so I'm 23 now, but the longest time I was adamant about having my hair short, shorter, not buzz cut or anything, but short. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you get pregnant, you're you take a lot of vitamins, your hormones go crazy, and your hair grows. Um, and so now I've got pretty, pretty long hair. It's about down to my waist. And I look at myself sometimes like, God, <laughs> I do look a little religious now. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I find my long hair to be very feminine and part of, you know, who I am or who I like to uh, portray myself as. So, no, I am now able to, you know, differentiate the two, whereas when I was growing, well, you know, in my late teenage years, I couldn't. Sure. I understand. I just, can you imagine just having the thought of waking up with long hair and a cross in your hand and church covered in the wine, you know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'd be going to hell for sure. I had a kid in a wedlock, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dare I. <laughs> you did the right thing. Without that, you wouldn't have him. And he's amazing. He's the cutest. Yes. Sorry. I. I mean, totally in private, but I totally give you permission to send her a picture too if you want to. He is the light of my life. He is oh, everything to me. I love little babies. I'll get a case of the baby ladies. <laughs> I'm absolutely done with that. Well, yeah. How old are <laughs> you? Um, eight and eleven. Oh, I'm looking forward to those ages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least you get to sleep through the night, okay? Oh, well. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes the, the alcohol and the sleeping pills help. <laughs> well, at the moment, I'm waking up, what, two, three, four times a night? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You'll miss those days, believe it or not. Sometimes. Like, in a way, you'll miss them. But, yeah. I suppose, I yeah. You'll wake up wondering why you're not waking up. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so interesting, parenthood. It's right. so insane. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, the craziest, best thing you'll ever do with your life, in my opinion. It's, it's not for everyone, though. I, the people that choose not to do it, I applaud them. I, <laughs> I get it. But, you know, yeah. I have mine now, so I can't. They're too old to eat. They're too old to eat. <laughs> so I guess I'm stuck with them. How do you address their their religious questions then? Do they have them or do they just not care? Youngest kind of, she's like me. She likes to poke the bear a little bit. Okay. So um, she'll start asking about um how much, how much do you love Jesus, mommy? Just because she knows it kind of like reaches the <laughs> hold of it. <laughs> oh, um, okay. But no, like they're not. If they ask, then we, we, I, I, I answer. I'm not gonna deny them knowledge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them know. I'm gonna give them the very honest, very neutral uh, answer. I'm not okay. gonna elaborate that much. They, I'll let them figure that out on their own. Okay. So, you know, my my daughter actually came up with a story last year. She just she just thought that you know Jesus lives in a in the woods somewhere, um, with his with his brothers the the deer and went off on this like it was like we wrote it down. It's the most amazing story ever. But but he helps to get food for God who lives in a house who writes letters all day that say help me help me help me, <laughs> and it's. It's the most amazing story ever. I don't know how she came up with it because it has like all these like religious undertones. But okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be a film someday. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, she's picking up the things that are out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think some her some of her friends are religious, and that's that's fine. If she, if she wants to go to ch- if she wants to go to church with them, that's that's fine. 
Well, again, that's yeah, exactly it, how I feel. As long as they don't take it literally, but you don't really have a choice in that, do you? Like how they take it? Yeah, I mean, if they stumble into Buddhism, if they stumble into Buddhism, you don't really have a choice in how far they go, just that they feel like a good person doing it. If that's what they want, then so be it. I'm going to always ask them questions about it, no matter what it is. Even my, my son likes to, he is obviously an atheist <laughs> yeah. but i don't i don't i don't encourage it i i let him be as he is and so he'll say something like you see those people and their crosses and i'll be like well well honey why 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 is that a concern but i'll ask him you know why that's a big deal and you know kind of do play devil's advocate so well, i don't sure. i don't want to i don't want to indoctrinate him the other way either sure. like, i just want him to be him right so well, Devin, I, I'm curious, do you promote skepticism at all? Yes, we always ask questions. We always, we don't take things at face value. Sometimes I wish we would take things at face value. But, um. <laughs> well, I think that's the, the biggest component, well, one of the biggest components with secular parenting is promoting free thinking and skepticism. Yeah. Because if you can teach those basic tools, mm-hmm. you know, then they are more equipped to make their own decisions. Absolutely. No. Yeah, we promote that. I, we don't do a class or anything. Like well, yeah. That. It's just something that we, we, we just talk about whenever they have, they're, they're confronted with different ideas or someone at school, like, or like when my nephews are talking about the whole hell thing, like we, mm-hmm. we talk about it, just hashed it out. And that's, that's it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to force them one way or the other. At least I hope I'm not. Right. I, I apologize. My dog is in the background. I think he's having a bad dream. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. Aww. That's a puke. Who knows? So. <laughs> I wonder it's if he's weird. atheistic too. Uh, him I will indoctrinate. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely an atheist. Well, dogs don't have souls, don't you know? They don't. <laughs> neither, <laughs> neither do we. <laughs> can't prove that we yeah. do. Can't prove that we don't. Well, my sister, my younger sister, she's 19. She comes up with the idea of that you know our brains are powered by electrical impulses that you know cause us to make thoughts and actions and all that stuff she thinks that's the soul <laughs> the, the electricity that goes on through your brain she equates that to a soul um and that's she literally funny. just made that up I, I i don't know where she got that idea from well, it's it's <laughs> yeah. a different way to think about it it's slightly more scientific than somewhere in your chest there's at least something there. Yeah. You show that there's a, it's going on at the synaptic level. But. <laughs> yeah, there's, there needs to be more research into that, maybe. I mean, religion has all the money. They might as well start looking for the soul. Well, why would they when they have a chance of uh, coming up wrong? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Too much of a risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> it's been working for him for this long so why mm-hmm. stop now? Mm, that's incredible I just on the podcast I did yesterday I must have said something about one of the chapter titles was Jason's brain is God <laughs> <laughs> because I told nice. them the universe can't exist if I don't know it exists if I'm dead there is no universe and my brain knows everything I know so it's all knowing and you know, heaven is just my good thoughts and hell is just my bad thoughts. And when I die, it's just, I'll go to heaven or hell based on the culmination of my goods and bads as my brain deteriorates. <laughs> and they said, I don't like that, but somehow they titled it, you know, Jason's brain is God. <laughs> so hi, here I am. <laughs> oh boy. But that's the thing. And I, I told them where I am, now isn't where I was five years ago and it might not be where I am five years from now. It all depends on what I learn and forget. Right. True. Well, that's amazing. You guys have been amazing. We're going to cover this issue more. I want to have Devin back, certainly, because we're going to do... You have... uh, Well, let's wrap it up. Anyway, thank you for listening to Public (laughs) Access America. We're going to do more of these shows and then... um, 
Yeah, you're gonna get to hear them. Thanks for listening and come back. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will Stitcher Smart Radio app, Audible, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. such as Adam has a beard beard, and the Denton Denton County County Collective, Collective. the Unsigned Countdown, and we will set up podcasts in North Carolina, and Georgia, and Mississippi, and Florida, and Arizona, and Nevada, and Idaho, and Manchester, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, and we will bring the truth to the people, because the people will have a voice here. No longer will we be ignored. No longer will we be forced with policy after policy from an ever-changing network of politicians whose only goal it is is to make money, to continue to run, to continue to make money. They will listen to us. We are the people. We are America. We are our public access America. America. That's who we That's are. We are. And if you didn't and know you we existed, existed, you might want to get on board. We want to hear from you. You want to hear from us? Hear from